0: to Rob Black and Your Money on AM
2: 1220, KDOW.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. Joining me now, Chris Yachia from the street.com uh, tech editor. Chris, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Doing good. You're here to talk, as you always do, about some of the things that fascinate the whole Bay Area. Um, You got a little update on Tesla. What do we need to know about Tesla? So it looks like analysts are starting to
2: sour on the company's shares, at least, you know, in the short term. Shares have run, you know, 25% over the past three months, and it seems like most of that is either due to excitement regarding the Model X or the company's energy storage facility business. And Alice feel right now that shares are currently, you know, fully valued. So they're saying, "Hey, wait a minute, investors, you know, maybe not not such a great time to buy shares now." And a couple of them downgraded, you know, this week because of that.
1: We all kind of knew that. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist; basic accounting, little financial statement reading, we knew it was an expensive stock. Why do you think now? Is it just that he's run out of press releases? Is it uh, valuation is at middle of the year. We're looking for a correction, and they kind of want to look smart. Uh, do you have any sense on the timing?
2: I think, it's, I think it's just a couple of different things. I think, like you said, you know, analysts kind of want to look smart. There is not a whole heck of a lot of news right now. We're not going to get anything uh, from the company until August as it relates to uh, earnings. And then in September, and then probably more towards October is when we'll see the Model X really start to ramp up. So right now, it's kind of a slow time for, for Tesla. The stock has run tremendously since they announced the uh, battery storage business earlier this year. So it's basically they're just saying it's prudent to just take some money off the table right now. It's really
1: all it is. Yeah, it's tough to value the company because it is a cool product, and they do have a cool CEO. But unlike Apple, who's got a cool CEO and a cool product – uh, they manufacture a car and the profit margins aren't as great as say a, a, phone. Um, and you know, when you're pricing in no profits till I think 2020 was last I heard, uh, you're really given a lot of benefit of the doubt when you give it, you know, evaluation 30, 40, 50 times higher than the stock market, uh, that has earnings. So I see the problem, but it is a cool product. Um, Let's see. Today, Tesla's up six bucks, uh, up two and a half percent. But looks like it's fifty-two week highs about two ninety, and it's at two sixty. Thirty-three billion dollar market cap. No earnings in sight. Do you think the Model X will be a game changer for them? Just adding a different vehicle. Absolutely. I mean,
2: anytime you expand your product lineup to be something that's completely different than what you've had before, it's it's a big change. Elon Musk has come out and said, you know, he thinks that the Model X can help double the company's sales because the SUV market is so strong. I mean, I've test-drove a couple of different versions of the Model S, and I'm probably even more excited to drive to test drive the Model X than I am the than I was the S, simply because of the fact that it has falcon wing doors. It'll have all the advancements that the Model S has currently and I'm sure there'll be a couple of different things that they haven't you know, thrown out there, some new software. And you know, it's an SUV, so you, it, it's, it's a different driving experience, and there's a tremendous amount of demand for it. So I really think that the Model X is going to be a game-changer for Tesla.
1: Help me with this one, because you're a little bit younger, a little bit cooler than me. Uh, Falcon wings, much like the DeLorean, they're car doors that open up versus out. Um, you think that's a good feature? Because to me, that kind of looks—it looks, looks kind of like the Delorean, right?
2: Well, I mean, I'm a Back to the Future fan, so anything that reminds me of a Delorean is going to have something okay. near and dear to my heart. But yeah, I mean, it's something that—it's—it's cha- it's a feature that's just not the same thing as you know your standard SUV. And they really wanted to make it functional as well as aesthetically pleasing. They're—they're. They're, thought process is that you know for a full-grown adult it's hard to get into an SUV or a minivan because of the way the doors are so if the doors open up it's and there's a lot of space in the back it just makes it easier for a full-grown adult to get into the back so it's not just something that hey it's cool let's make it
1: it actually has a purpose to it as well and we are a nation of big people so I get where you're coming at anything else about Tesla we need to know
2: I think it'll be interesting to see um, what the reaction is from consumers to the Model X. I mean, I don't—they've done some testing on it, um, but that's not really getting into the hands of the consumers. The Model S has been one of, if not the best-reviewed cars in recent memory. So it'll be interesting to see if the Model X
1: has that as well. Yeah, it is a beloved car, and again, it's definitely a little bit of a eye grabber. And I know you're in New York in San Francisco, the Bay Area, it's now starting to get to the point where the Model S is kind of like last year's news, and you kind of look like you're late to the party if you're picking one up now. So there's something there that they... Don't quote me on that, Chris. I'm not, I'm not going to say that popularity is going to die, but there's a little bit of a fad thing going on where at one point in time, you were the cool guy who had it. Now you're the guy like, oh yeah, everyone has one of those kind of thing. Um... Not even sure if that's worthy of you know commenting on even further, but it is of note. So let's change the topic to uh, another thing near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, Comic-Con. Comic-Con, obviously big for – it's a big convention tied towards comics, but it's not really tied towards comics anymore, is it? And no, it's
2: become this big, giant premiere for movies, TV shows, and considering how big the movie business is in this country – these franchises can either make or break a company's year at the box office. And the two big things this year are uh, Star Wars and the uh, the, premiere of, or the continuation of DC's uh, Batman vs. Superman and, and what they're doing with that universe.
1: So the whole Batman vs. Superman, you getting excited about that? We're starting to see a little more information leak here and there, a little more trailers come out, Comic-Con obviously.
2: Yeah, when I watched the first trailer, when I watched the trailer the first time, you know, I was a little hesitant on it. You know, how many Batman movies can you have? Man of Steel wasn't that great of a movie. Um, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything like Dark Knight. But the more I've read, the more I've watched the trailer over and over again, the more I get excited about this. And I think, you know, this is going to be something that's going to really put Warner Brothers at the forefront right up next to Disney and Marvel with their their universe, and it's going to be a battle for the for box
1: office dollars. It's interesting. Uh, Comic-Con has kind of become, you know, bigger than life, uh, much like the comics that they represent. But it's also a distribution channel, like you said, for TV shows just to even get noticed. Um, if you're in your second season, thousands of fans will come dressed as your characters, whether it's Breaking Bad or whether it's Gothic Con, uh, Fox, or whatever. It's just, it's just It's good PR in a day and age where television ratings continue to slide. You have to find ways to distribute your content and show people that, that you're even out there in a competitive world of online viewing habits. So I, I kind of get it, but it is pretty crazy. Uh, do you dress up in, in the costumes? Do you go to Comic-Con? Do you, do you hit the New York one, or do you hit the San Diego one? No,
2: I don't. I haven't been to either. It's one thing that I would, I would love to do, but I would not go there and dress up. Uh, that, that's a little too far out for me. It'd be it's, it's interesting to see how these people really get into it, but that's just not my style.
1: I'm with you. Anything else that we need to know about Comic-Con this year?
2: I think if you know if you're if you're an investor in some of these names like, you know, Disney or or Time Warner or Lionsgate or AMC which has Walking Dead, you know, I think it's really interesting to see what the reaction is of fans because a lot of times, you know, movie executives feel like these people can either make or break a movie's opening and if you've spent 200 million dollars plus on Batman vs Superman and people aren't happy with it, you know, that's something that, you know, if you're an investor in Time Warner, it's going to make you pick your head up and say, okay, well, do I really want to put my dollars here or are we going to put my investment dollars somewhere else? So it's something, you know, if you're an investor, it's something you should at least keep your eyes and ears on.
1: It's Chris Siace. You can find him at TheStreet.com. He's the tech editor. He joins us every Thursday to talk a little bit about entertainment but also about tech investing and some of the tech stories out there, whether it be Apple, Tesla, and or Comic-Con. Uh, Comic-Con is running from July 9th through the 12th. 130,000 people will rush off to San Diego dressed as their favorite pop culture icons. Um, They look for swag. They look for, you know, exhibits. They look for the shows that they're interested in. Um, It's in its 48th year. It's one of the biggest draws, and, you know, getting into one of the two main venues where panels for some of the most anticipated shows take place are interesting, to say the least. The Walking Dead is probably the hottest show at this point in time, but there's going to be some new footage of Sherlock. Uh, There'll be a Game of Thrones panel. Like, did Jon Snow really die? That's not a big reveal. Uh, He probably didn't. Uh, The Hannibal panel. Uh, You know, a TV show that's critically acclaimed that's been canceled. Uh, Will the show find another place to live, or is it done? The Walking Dead Season 6 trailer will uh, be launched, and that's a fan favorite. People will go crazy to meet Andrew Lincoln, Chandler Riggs, Lenny James, uh, the creator of the comic books, Robert Kirkman, the Revenge of the Nerds. The Comic-Con is where the cool people are now. Uh, Walking Dead's got a new spin-off series coming this summer uh, called Fear the Walking Dead, which is going to be done out of L.A., which... Honestly, I think L.A. is going to be a a pretty cool place to shoot a zombie show, because if you can get, like, Bill Murray dressed as a zombie, uh, and someone gets to take a bat to him, that would be pretty cool, or maybe even, like, a Paris Hilton. Uh, The ability to drop and just, you know, bust on celebrities could be pretty cute. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.